You're listening to the Yoga Inspiration Podcast with me, your host, Kino McGregor. I created this series to keep you inspired to get on the mat every day so that you can practice yoga and change your world, starting from the inside out, one breath at a time. Thanks so much for listening. Your support means everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Kino here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Yoga Inspiration Podcast. This episode is pretty emotional, both for me and the student that I sit with. We talk about the grief that we experienced when our fathers passed away and how yoga and meditation have led us into healing. Grief is such a deep and profound subject that impacts so many of us. And it's also a subject that can often feel taboo, like we're not allowed to talk about our pain. But part of what we learn in the yoga practice is that it is through our vulnerability and through what you could call our pain and our woundedness that we find connection. And in that connection, we also find kindness, generosity, and love. So if you're experiencing loss or grief yourself, or if you want a window into the process of healing and finding meaning after the loss of a loved one, this podcast will feel like a friend and you might recognize your own emotions in the stories and the feelings that we share. But more than anything, remember that it's the yoga practice, the spiritual path, the effort that we put into being better human beings that makes it all so meaningful and gives everything so much depth. Hey everyone, it's Kino here. I'm here with Cynthia. Hi. And we want to welcome you to another episode of the Yoga Inspiration podcast and video series. I share real life stories with yoga students from all over the world, and we enjoy an honest conversation about the inspiration to practice and the feelings that come up when we practice yoga. And the intention of this podcast is to keep you inspired to keep getting on your yoga mat. So... Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Kina. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you. So you're a relatively new yoga practitioner. Very new. Um, I'd say a little over a year. Wow, yes. you just started yes, a little over new. a year ago. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I remember my first year of yoga practice. It was filled with so much inspiration and so much emotion and so much ups and downs. How's this, how's this year been for you? Um, I, um, I think unexpectedly it has been filled with emotions mm. um, that I wasn't expecting. I started um, with yoga, trying to get uh, a little healthier and get better habits. And then um, it came to me as a shock that it's a completely different thing. It's, it's, it's about your soul and your mind. And um, it's not what I expected. Mm. So what did you expect when you came into yoga? Um, the typical stereotype, I think, right? You know, I'm going to relax and I'm going to be stretched and I'm going to, um, you know, learn to stand on my head. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I learned that's not going to happen as quickly. As quickly as yes. you think, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what was your motivation, your inspiration for taking that first yoga class? Um, it was, my father was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and um, 
as his health continued to deteriorate, I, um, I really wanted to get a little healthier so that my daughter didn't have to go through the same thing that I went with my, da my, mm. my dad's health deteriorating. Yeah. Or do anything I could. Yeah. How long was your dad sick for? Two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, and it was, um, you know, they start, cancer is a horrible disease. and um, It really is. And everything you hear about it is, you know, your immune system needs to be better and um, to be able to fight it when it gets to a point where chemotherapy and medical professionals can't do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just started asking around and, and doing things to try to straighten my immune system. And as I did yoga, it was straightening my soul and um, yeah. my thoughts and uh, the breathing and all of those things um, really helped me through to, to still be there for my dad yeah. and my daughter um, because I needed to be strong yeah. and kind of like hang in there. Um, I really understand. Did you yeah. start yoga when your dad was still sick? Yes. Yeah. When it, when we were told that there was going to be no no cure for what mm -hmm. he had, mm -hmm. what type of cancer did he have? Um, he had bladder cancer, mm -hmm. and um, you know it all started no problem. This is very easy to to cure. We're just going to take out his bladder, and he's going to be like like new. Mm. And uh, when they did a few months later, they discovered that the cancer had come out of the bladder mm -hmm. and expanded into into his spine and his bones. Mm. And it was very aggressive, so mm. there was not going to be a cure for him. Wow. And so it was a very quick... It was very quick after... Um, it was probably a six-month um, process where there was no turning back. It just started getting worse. And you were his primary caregiver during that time? Um, it was one of my brothers um, mm -hmm. because they're not here. Okay. They're in Cancun. Oh, wow. Um, How did so, that feel to be far away from him during this period? Even worse. Yeah. Um, because there were times where he couldn't really talk on the phone because he was so weak. Yeah. Um, and that's all we could do. And me and my daughter would FaceTime him every day. Yeah. And there were times that we couldn't. Um, so I went down to see him when, when things got really bad. Mm -hmm. And it's a sight you never want to see. I really understand. Because it's um, your father figure. And him being in that state, it's really hard to see. I really understand. My, my father was sick for four years before he passed Sorry. away. No, yeah. I, really, I really understand. It's, uh, it's hard to see. But and How did you feel when you went and visited your dad? Um, you know, we were told that um, he was going to have maybe a week or two. So I, I went down there. Mm-hmm. And I took my daughter because he really wanted to see her. Yeah. And my brother, one of my brothers took his son um, to see him. And he was in bed, but he was still, you know, able to talk and, and okay. Um, so he was very happy. He was very happy to see, to yeah. see the kids. Um, so that was really good uh, for us to see. But it, we knew it was, it was coming close to, mm -hmm. to the end. Um, and um, the last time I went, it was when they told us, you need to come now. Right. Because we don't know. And then that's when they just gave him medication so that he could be, his organs were shutting down and he was mm -hmm. at home mm -hmm. with, you know, surrounded by all of us. And it was, um, it was a little, and I haven't told this story to, to anybody really. Um, we were at um, my brother's house and, you know, all the family comes to see him and, and everything. And 
we were just as horrible as it sounds, waiting for, for the moment. And um, the, I have two brothers. So the five of us and my mom were there. And, but a lot of family came to see him and kind of say their goodbyes yeah. um, without really saying it. And uh, nothing was happening. He was holding on. Mm -hmm. And um, at one moment, um, everybody left. If somebody had to go to the store or whatever, everybody left. And it was just the five of us in the room when he took his last breath, just with the five of us. Mm -hmm. So it was, he was waiting just for us to be yeah. together. Yeah. So it was hard. That's so hard that you spent that moment with him though. It was, that was good. Yeah. That was good to, to for the five of us. Yeah. And for our unity and. Absolutely. Yeah. And special to share that moment of passing. Yes. When my father passed away, I was actually on the way to teach at a yoga conference in Mexico. Oh. And I remember the moment that I got the call from my mom. I had just passed through security check-in and I put my luggage on the belt to go through the security check-in. And I, I, I happened to take my phone out and I saw um, emergency SOS from my mom and call me now and five missed calls because I guess I had been giving my ID. Yes. So I took my bag off of the off of the belt and I called my mom and she said, your father's gone. He's not breathing. I don't know what's wrong. And, you know, she, neither her nor myself, neither of us was there when he passed. <sighs> she she had woken up that morning and she walked out and he had been, he needed the oxygen to breathe and the oxygen was out and he wasn't breathing. And my mom was on the phone and she was, she was totally hysterical and starting to do CPR and she wasn't sure how long he'd been out. And I just remember saying to my mom, she had me on the phone, I said, mom, if you think he's still alive, you need to hang up with me and call 911 immediately. I'm coming over now. And I hung up the phone and I called an Uber and the next thing I knew, I had a phone call from my mom's phone, but it was um, someone from the emergency. And they said, we're, we're so sorry, your father's gone. And I felt, I ran over, over and over again the last time I saw my father, and I felt so terrible that I wasn't there in that moment. Yeah. And my mom felt so terrible too that she wasn't there in that moment. But it's interesting like how almost the inverse was true for, for my father's passing is I don't think he could have been there with me and my mom there. Yeah. Like, you know, my mom, when she was on the phone, she was yelling at him, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and my father's name was John and my mom was there, John, don't you do this to me. You better come back, <laughs> don't you do this to me. My mom's a fighter. And she was like fighting for him until the end. She's like, yeah. don't you do this. Don't you leave me. You get back here right now, John. And I was like, mom, you have to call the paramedics, like yelling at him. If, if, if he's on the brink, you need to call a medical yes. professional. But when I heard that, I thought, oh, he's, he couldn't, she couldn't have been present for him to go, <laughs> you know? Yes. And it took me a really long time to process my own grief about that. How, how about you? You know, it's, it's pretty recent for you. It's, it's um, how long since your father um, has passed? It was in July, mm. in July. Mm. So it's, uh, it's still recent. It's mm -hmm. still, 
you know, obviously. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I still cry when I miss my father. You know, there there are times oh. when I feel like, oh, he's there, and I feel like, wow, Dad, I I still feel you here. Yeah. You know, and something that I've really learned about, you know, about grief is that, you know, people say it gets better with time, and I don't know about that. You know, I feel we get we get better at feeling the wave of grief, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it ever leaves us. I don't think it does. You know? I don't think it does. Yeah. Um, but um, for me, um, the the practice has helped me because I'm not angry. Yeah. Right? Um, I have two brothers. One is angry uh-huh. um, and still hasn't been able to kind of take that out and be at peace with what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believe that for me, doing yoga is what helped me be at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me about that. What was the process like? You know, the um, John and Christine um, here, I, I take their classes religiously on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. Uh, and um, it's bits and pieces of the things that they say um, during practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're struggling to hold a pose, then they'll say something like, don't judge the pose, right? It's not right. It's not wrong. Don't judge it. Just mm-hmm. be aware of it. And just so it kind of makes you think. Everybody takes it differently. But to me, it kind of made me think about my dad and when he was here. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. It was nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. It's um, you need to be aware and understand and accept what happened. Um, and being at peace with it, it's the only way mm-hmm. I think I, I got through. And um, many times, um, you know, it'll be at the end of practice. and the music, it really, turn the lights down and maybe put the music on and it's always something inspirational that you get to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did cry several times, um, yeah. you know, during Savasana and when, I, when, when you breathe and it's like, it's okay. And he's, he's here, right, yeah. in spirit and he's always with me. And it's a little creepy, but he's here, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, uh, it, it's him and um, everything has, changed. I'm patient. I'm a little bit more kind. Mm. Or at least I'm aware that I can be kind uh-huh. before I wasn't. And today I am. Mm. And I'm okay with, with what happens outside. So that's why I keep coming back. That's beautiful. Yes. That's so, so beautiful. Thank you. That's... And I, I really feel your journey and I really feel how yoga has helped you. And I know I would be lost without the practice. Yes. I was lost when my father passed away, and I had a lot of anger that I had to work through, and it took me a long time, you know, I would say a full year before I felt like myself again. Yes. And, you know, in the year after, I took some really bad decisions and then found my way back through the practice, through coming back to the mat every day, through meditating every day. And one thing that is was was really present for me too was this softening that you're describing this kind of kindness that comes through and for me it was very much rooted in a recalibration of values and mm-hmm. realizing that how precious life is how temporary life is yes it's here one moment you think it's going to last forever and then it can be gone just in the next moment and all the stuff that we worry about and we get angry at each other about every day and what we think matters and we fight this person and we honk at this person. It's like, 
None of that matters. It doesn't. You know? It doesn't. Mm. And right now with everything kind of going on in the world, um, you know, you go to the grocery store and people are fighting over <laughs> toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> and to me, it's like, okay, well, let's find some tissue somewhere else, right? Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay. Yeah. And if we're not, let's make the best of mm-hmm. whatever we have left. Absolutely. Um, it's Yeah. Also, in some countries, they don't even use toilet paper. No. I know, right? And, you know, people fighting over water. Well, back when I was a little younger, you boil the water in the stove. Yeah. And you'll have drinking water. Mm-hmm. It, it's Finding alternatives is not always easy because we just see everything, the same thing every day, and whatever is, gets sold to us. If you step aside from the everyday craziness, you find new things. Absolutely. You really do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they were there. Mm. I didn't know they were there. Honestly, until I came here. Until the yoga practice. Uh-huh. Yeah. I Until I sat on my mat and I have started meditation. Uh-huh. Uh, because I didn't believe it at one point. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, what am I going to do? This is boring. I can't sit <laughs> for more than five minutes in the same position and just close my eyes. And what do I think about? Right. Right. What do you do in the meantime? Well, you don't do anything. Right? Yeah. You breathe and you let just things kind of come until they stop coming to your brain. And that is a revelation for me, right? Because at first my mind like races, right? So I'm thinking about work and my daughter and my family and da, da, da. And then you just keep breathing and then let them go little by little. Mm-hmm. The mind calms down. You just have yes. to wait for it. Yes. And we don't have the patience as yeah. human beings on a normal day-to-day basis to, let, to wait for the mind to calm down. Right. But then when it does... It's, it's unbelievable. And the feeling when you open your eyes after, you know, I can't do that long. Right. But when I open my eyes after 15 minutes, it's like everything is new and everything is okay. <laughs> and the world keeps turning and life is good again. Absolutely. So it, that, that's an incredible feeling. Oh, yeah. I really, really support and love the meditation practice. I'm so happy that you found it so early in your journey. Yes. (laughs) And it's a really, really big tool. Meditation and joining some meditation retreats are, I feel, is the place where I was really able to process my grief. I was coming back, you know, for me, I was coming back to the practice and I was practicing and practicing. And I guess for me, when my father passed away, then it led me to a series of kind of really destructive life decisions that I made. And I, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't consciously processing my grief. I can look back and see, oh, I took these decisions because when my father passed away, I, in my life, it was like an end of a paradigm. You know, that was life changed forevermore from this day. Now that that paradigm that I lived under before, that's over. Mm-hmm. Now there's a new paradigm. There's a paradigm without him. And what does that mean? And it, and there was anger about that, and there was a feeling of loss, of mm-hmm. like inconsolable loss, and there was a feeling of also anxiety, and like I had to hold on. And it was this weird mix of everything has changed and nothing will ever be the same again, and somehow I have to hold it together. Right. And it led me to take some really bad decisions, <laughs> you know? Uh, things that I'm not proud of <laughs> now, for sure. But when I went to the meditation retreat, Uh, what came up for me was kind of the end of that paradigm and the opening up of a totally, like a total change of values, a total system reset. And I needed total silence. 
and a total kind of uh, removal and seclusion from everything I'd worked before to become kind of this, to, to really integrate this new paradigm and understand what it means to live without him, to understand what death means in our society. And I feel that, you know, maybe, maybe you feel this too, that it's almost like a taboo subject. Yes. You know, it's not like something that people love to talk about. We, we, we pretend that we're going to be young forever. We pretend that, you know, we idolize youth and <laughs> we, we put that up as the first thing. But, you know, everybody, everybody is going to pass and everybody's lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. So the meditation for me helped me get underneath those thoughts and really reset the paradigm within myself. And I mean, I've been studying for almost 20 years, but I needed to go in and almost like check myself in <laughs> to, to, to work through that. I'm an only child, and I really realized how, how much for me, my, that my father was this rock of a person in my life. And I still feel his absence because, you know, I travel the world, I teach, I love teaching, I love what I do, I love my husband, I love my mom, I love everyone, everyone that's in my life. But my dad was like the one person who I could be around who he just loved me. And I didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to say anything. I just sit there, you know, and I would do I would be doing whatever weird thing I was doing and he would just love me. And there was and and that's something that you know, that, that uh, the true unconditional love, I'm so blessed and, and, and grateful to have had parents like that. And it sounds like your dad was also really present for you in that way. So we are blessed yes. and privileged to have had a father who's been that present for us. Absolutely. And, and what I realized is that in, in different circumstances, here I am in my life and here's my mom and I love her and she totally loves me and that was different with my dad. My husband, he loves me, but my husband's awesome. He's like always like, you know, He's the husband, you know, do this, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot to do this, you forgot to do that. Oh, you forgot to buy me milk and you bought oat yes. milk instead. You know, oh, okay. So, you know, <laughs> so it's this different relationship. And I had all these relations in my life where people w would want something from me. And it's like they wanted a particular version of me. And I missed that feeling of with my dad, I can just be 100% myself. Yes. And I'm just there and loved. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, wow, you know, I'm never going to get that back. No. You know what? It's funny that you say that because that's one of the things that, and I, I want to say you mentioned it earlier, um, just be yourself. Yeah. And like yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and nobody else tells you that, mm -hmm. right? All of the, um, a lot of the things that we do in our world, we are expected to be somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and when you step into your mat, you just have to accept you yeah. the way you are and love you, mm -hmm. and, and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a big lesson I've learned, too, from the practice, from meditation, from cultivating that inner friendliness, was I realized that space that my dad represented, I would have to give that to myself. Yes. So I would have to be totally okay with me and all my weirdness and all those moments that I wouldn't be able to look and, and sort of rely on him. So I really realized, wow, I relied on him as like this one place I could always go and find refuge. And now that's gone. So I need to find that within myself. Mm -hmm. It's deep in my relationship with God, for sure. And deep in my faith in, you know, the interconnectivity of beings who are incarnate and those who have crossed over. And, you know, the, although the, the grieving process was very, very difficult. On the other side of it, I feel more love, more kindness, more hope, 
more friendliness. Yeah. Yeah. It's what matters. Absolutely. It's really what matters and you don't realize it until you lose something really big. Mm. And for me, it was my dad. Yeah. And me too. Yeah. You know? So it's... But everything's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? The, the absolutely. breathing. Are there some signs that you feel like, oh, when I see this, I feel my dad's nearby? Um, you know, he... Um, I see him in my daughter a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, and things that she says or the way that she looks at me sometimes... I have to take a double take because I see my dad, and he was he was very proud of me and who I had become. Um, and sometimes I see that in my daughter. Oh, I right? love that. So it's uh, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, whenever I see um, orchids, my oh. dad used to raise orchids. Oh. So then I see an orchid blooming, and I think, oh, okay, this is... He's here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And birds. Whenever I feel there are birds around, I almost feel like, okay, he's watching. And I never saw so many birds until he crossed over. And then so I'll be somewhere, and it's just happened recently. My husband and I were sitting, eating, and then a bird landed on our table and just <laughs> stood there and looked at me. Mostly looking at me, turning its head, looking at me, looking at me. And I thought, oh, hi, Dad. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Came to visit. That's funny. <laughs> and then I have dreams sometimes where I see him and they feel so real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had those when he first uh, hmm. left us. It was very vivid because at first the, the image of him in his last moments was very tormenting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was not a pretty one. It was not my dad, right? It was not yeah. the dad that I always saw. And, you know, he was not the handsome, tall, um, you know, st- he was never strong, but uh, physically, <laughs> but uh, that was not him. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, it was that image was very strong in, in my yeah. mind. Um, and then slowly, I just, I really did have a couple of dreams of him and the image of him started to be the one that I remembered in happy times. Yeah. Um, and that really has helped my grief, right? So, okay, he's kind of coming back to wh- the way he was. Yeah. And, um, you know, photos and when um, they came twice a year, every year to spend Christmas or a holiday or his birthday, and those pictures and those images are the ones that are mm. coming back now. Yeah. It's much easier. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are so many, so many ways we can connect and that it's really the love that we share that we leave behind. That's our real legacy. Absolutely. And, and teaching others how to love that way. Mm. To me today is, is my daughter, right? And teaching her how to love that way and how not to judge and how what I've learned here to bring it home. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband comes with me sometimes. Oh, wow. He was really excited. He's like, you're going to talk to Kino? I said, yes, because I told him. It's been, I've been telling him for a month. Like, you're going to talk to her? Can I be there? No. So he's outside. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. I look forward to meeting him. He's in the, in the workout floor. Um, but my daughter wants to come. She's, yeah. ten, she's 10. Oh, yes, please. I um, love that. And she, she, wants to, she wants to start practicing um, because she said, Mom, you don't get mad anymore. <gasps> Amazing. So that is, that's incredible for me, right? So in my personal life, you know, my man has helped me to yeah. not get mad at, at little things, mm-hmm. right? Um, because that's never going to go away, but let the little things go. Yeah. 
my husband comes with me and he, he tells me, you are so much better. You are so much calmer. And my daughter is so excited. Yeah, mommy, why don't you go to yoga? <laughs> when things get stressful, mommy, go to yoga. That's fine. Yeah. So I come to yoga. Uh, so it's, it, that's really good. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's, I didn't think that was going to change my life the way it has. Right? I was just coming to work out a little bit and try to stretch and then chill. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's not chilling. It's, it's, it's a whole different story on how your life can actually change. Amazing. Yes. I think that your story is so inspirational and I connect so much with your journey and everything that you've been through. Thank you. I know that there's so many other people out there who are grieving the loss of a loved one. And instead of turning to addiction or destructive behaviors, if those people could turn to the yoga practice, that it would works. be amazing. It works. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I am not, I've never been that good. This has made me good. Yeah. At least my, my heart is at peace and my soul is clean and I have, this has made me good. Oh. That's so inspiring for so many people. Thank you. And I hope that your story and my own as well and will we'll bring more people to the mat. Because yes. I believe that that goodness that you're talking about is innate really in every human being and that we just have to cultivate it, tap into it. And if our world can be motivated by that, yes. by the goodness oh, within. It would be so good. Yeah. We would be so good in such a better place. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much thank for joining, you. Cynthia. It's thank been you. really, really wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Hey there, it's Kino here. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Your support and your time and your attention really mean a lot to me. If you're enjoying this podcast series, you can find the full-length videos on my online channel, OMSTARS, and that's at www.omstars.com. You can redeem a 14-day free trial and get access to our full library of over 3,000 classes and also practice yoga with me online. I'd also love to see you in class sometime. So you can find my full live in-person teaching schedule on my website, which is kinoyoga.com. And if you haven't checked out my books, I'd absolutely be honored if you'd check those out. You can find those available at any online bookseller. The Yoga Inspiration Podcast is designed to keep you inspired to get on the mat. And I hope you're leaving each episode with a little glimmer and spark of the spirit, which is the true heart of the yoga method. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be filled with love. Namaste.